The KTSA Home Improvement Show with Martin Bamba. Presented by Window World. Talk to Martin now. 210-599-5555. Now, Martin Bamba. Good morning, everybody. That's easy for me to say. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. That was a, wasn't that a Monty Python deal where they, uh, they, uh, they, whom, 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 between them, every word. <laughs> Those guys were geniuses. Yeah. I mean, complete and total geniuses. Uh, speaking of, uh, we got to get off track before we even get on track awesome. this morning, which is the best way. That's it. I think That's it's it. the best way. Hey, welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show, everybody. We're uh, we're glad you're here. My name is Martin Bomba. That's Jim Smith, and we are here to help. Let's get this thing off the rails, man. Let's do it right off right off the bat. Uh, Don Cooper Stevens is uh, in there producing the show, taking your calls, playing the music this morning. We appreciate that tremendously. We're actually in studio today for a change, which is kind of nice. Enjoy that uh, whenever we can get in here and do this every once in a while and uh you know when 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 uh we t- when you mentioned monty python at the at the outset there it made me uh think about an announcement that came out this week that they're going to be making another spinal tap movie oh uh-huh. so uh-huh. if you're a spinal tap fan yeah. and 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 i am uh they're going to have a spinal tap 2 coming out before you know it so i'm i'm looking really forward to that same cast original cast uh I, I forgot what it what what the premise of the movie is but it's going to be good that's 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 some old that that that, that that's going to be a, a a pretty kind of geriatric cast well think about think about music right now okay think about classic rock oh yeah on two on on uh thursday night debbie and i uh went out to uh to a concert and saw the eagles live mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. Uh, probably seventh or eighth time we've seen the Eagles. Um, never gets old. They they still sound incredible. Yeah. I mean, incredible. And saw some some old friends out there. Saw uh, Dean Radler, a friend of ours. Um, uh, he's the GM over uh, at, at uh, WAI, and and some other old friends that we hadn't seen in a long time. And uh, I mean, we had amazing seats. The sound was phenomenal. The crowd was ranged in age probably between early teens all the way up to 80s. I mean, mm-hmm. that's how diverse that crowd was. The music was beyond belief good. The sound was beyond belief good. It's at the brand-new Moody Center, which is right there on, on 35 downtown Austin, just outside of downtown Austin, uh, brand-new facility that George and, and Willie played at a few weeks ago. Um, the average age of that band is about seventy-two or seventy-three years old. Right, right. right. Uh, I I don't know how old Joe Walsh is, but Joe Joe's starting to look a little his age. He's starting to look his age, but he still sounds great. Still yeah. plays amazing. Uh, Vince Gill, who is the youngest guy in the band, I think is like sixty-two, sixty-three. Right, amazing. The the vocals were spot on, and these guys are in their some of them in their mid seventies. Mm-hmm. I, I think Don Henley is seventy five. I think he's the same age as oh, yeah. Sammy Hagar, who's going to be celebrating his seventy fifth birthday this year in October. So, 
it's not out of the question, and it's kind of timely when you got bands like the Rolling Stones still touring. Absolutely. The Who is still touring. Uh, and, Sammy's touring. Sammy's Bruce touring. Springsteen is touring. Sammy, Sammy's touring incessantly. I mean, they, these guys, the Stones, are on the road all the time. Cheap Trick. Mm-hmm. Okay? Cheap Trick's a little younger, but but still in their, you know, pushing 70-ish, right? So is is it so out of the question that there is a Spinal Tap movie that's going to be coming out and exploring what these guys are doing at that age now yeah it's i think it's kind of it could be very funny it could be very very funny and i'm and i'm looking forward to it hey uh it is the ktsa home improvement show believe it or not um we we do talk about that on on this show too and we would love to talk to you about your home improvement questions the roof to the foundation everything in between uh phone lines are open at 210 599 Fifty-five, fifty-five, two ten, five nine nine, fifty-five, fifty-five. All things home improvement are on the table. Um, just a, a little more aside about music. Um, again, the Eagles, phenomenal. Um, truly, uh, an experience like no other. They had a full orchestra. They played. Um, they they played Hotel California front to back for the first set with full orchestra accompaniment, just like it was on the original album. Uh, the guy who composed and directed uh, and, and, and conducted the uh, orchestra on both that album and uh, on the border, I think, he was the director. Uh, of he was the conductor of the of the uh, the band of the orchestra, and and these musicians were so good. I mean, just amazing. So you had Hotel California in its entirety first set. They took a little break came back and played two straight hours of hits. Hit after hit after hit. It's just amazing. amazing. I don't think they ever put out a song that wasn't a hit. You know, I, that's what I said uh, to Debbie. I, I turned to her at some point, I guess, in the second side. They flip the album over symbolically, and then they start the second side of the album live. And I said, you know what? Even the ones that were not huge hits are hits. Mm-hmm. They're they're. they're Phenom- every song on that album was good. Every say, Hotel California is the one that they play into the ground, but every song on there was amazing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and 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 it was really diverse in the singers because Don sung sang sang some. Uh, Glenn, you know now uh, Vince Gill mm-hmm. sang some. Uh, Don uh, Joe Walsh had had a, a lead. I think that Timothy B. Schmidt had a lead on one of them. It was just phenomenal and and the the crazy thing is this is the third time i've seen that exact show and it's still amazing uh saw him first time in vegas second time in 20 in dallas uh and that was right uh, a week or two before everything shut down because of the pandemic that was the last show that i saw for two years the last live show i saw and i said well if i never get to see another live performance again i guess i saw the best i'll ever see yeah and and uh confirmed it on thursday it's probably the best i'll ever see it was just phenomenal so anyway if you get a chance to go out and check out some live music whatever it is it's good for your soul it's really and truly good for your soul uh let's uh let's get to the phone lines we get a couple in here before we have to take our first break this morning uh lloyd hang on you're coming right up your calls too at 210-599-5555 let's go to alma alma good morning welcome to the ktsa home improvement show Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Um, my question has to do with my house siding. Um, I bought a house back in January. It's an old house. And the siding had a hole. 
uh, in somewhere in the back uh, side of the house. Um, and I w- I've called companies to that are siding companies, and they say, we just do big jobs. Like, we got to want to do the whole uh, the whole wall. But I just have a hole that I want repaired. Is there a filling that I can put just to keep bugs and um, rodents from going in there, squirrels and stuff? Or what do I do? Alma, what kind of siding do you have? I don't know the name of it, but it I think it's like, like hardy plank. Okay. If it's hardy... Uh, you would probably want to replace that piece, and uh, any type of handyman service should be able to do that. Don't call siding companies because you're you're right. Uh, at this time, there is so much work out there that it's almost impossible for a larger company to get out and just do a small repair job. And and I I understand that because we're in the same position. Uh, however, there are handyman companies out there that are specifically suited to doing these smaller jobs and can and can probably handle that small job for you okay so there, but there's nothing we can do like to fill it up with some kind of foam or something i mean Just, certainly you could you could patch it if it's wood or if, or even if it's hardy plank you could use some type of a, a spackle filler uh that's made for outdoor use to fill it or you could even fill it with caulk if you wanted to but if you want it to look good um replacing that piece is probably going to be your best bet yeah, I want to replace it, but uh, I think for quick, just cover it up with something. Oh yeah, I mean you could even use person. you can even use low expanding foam as a temporary fix for for a hole like that to keep the bugs and you know other critters out of the hole uh, as a temporary fix. But eventually, you're going to want to do a more permanent fix. How big is the hole? Um, I would say like about three inches. Oh yeah, yeah. Expanding foam, you 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 could fill that with a low expansion foam until you could get the the repairs done. Expansion foam for 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 siding. Right? No, well, no, no. It's not for siding. It's just just look for great stuff as the is the most well known brand, and don't overuse it. It will expand outside of the hole. Then take a, a knife and shave it off to uh, to flush, and you'll be fine for a while. Okay, and that's at Lowe's. That phone. Lowe's, Home Depot, any place. Just ask them. Ask them for low expanding polyurethane foam. Okay, that helps me very much. Thank you very much. Well, you're welcome, Alma. Thanks for calling this morning. Uh, Jana and Terry, you're coming right up. But Lloyd, you're up next on the KTSa Home Improvement Show. Good morning, Lloyd. I'm trying, but it's not working on my end. Don, can you can you bring up Lloyd? There we go. Thank you, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank okay. you very much. Good morning. Um, I'm calling because I'm uh, frustrated um, with, with the integrity of people, especially in the building trade. Um, I have a deck that was uh, built in 2009, and it's seen its day. Boards are turning and screws are coming up. And since February, um, I've been trying to look for a contractor, and I've had referrals from friends or friends of a friend. They come out, they take the measurements, we have the conversation, um, and they say, well, um, you know, we'll send you a quote. Three of them never got back to me with a quote. One called me back and indicated, you know, he was working on a house, and once he finished that, he would get the pricing, and... He never called back. Um, 
I'm beginning to think my job is not big enough. I've got, I'm talking about 200 um, square feet on of deck, and then I want to add a fencing and a rail, you know, a, a, a railing and, and, and a steps with a, a, a sides on it. Sure. And I don't, you know, I mean, they talk a good conversation, and when I try to follow up with them, and I'm not going in the phone book. These are people that I... These are actually these people that have been recommended by other people, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and some of these people have had them do work in order for... Because I'm just saying, well, what was their work? Well, they did a good job. But I just think my job is not big enough if they've got a bigger job for more money. So the hell with me. So that, know, I'm asking you, yeah. you know, do you know of any contractors that don't discriminate based on size and just want to do a good job and move on. No, unfortunately, Lloyd, uh, I don't. Uh, and and everyone, and, and, and listen, I'm, I'm painting with a pretty broad brush here, and we both are, but uh, there are great contractors out there. There are good contractors that are honest, reputable, integrity-filled companies, and even those guys right now are so busy for the most part, that they can't take on smaller projects. Now, here's 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 the thing. Why not just be honest about that? Um, I would love to help you, sir, but right now we just can't take on any smaller projects. That would be the, the correct answer. Agreed. But I'll tell you this. Uh, I'm not immune to it myself. Uh, I have had no less than three different contractors in the last two years that I've had issues with that haven't done what they said that they would do have not completed jobs in the in the fashion that they should have completed them in. I have some landscaping work and it's pretty extensive landscaping work that I I need to have done at my house. Uh, had a company come out. They said that they would have a bid to me by the end of the week. Uh, at the end of the week, they they emailed me and said, "I'm sorry, we got tied up. We'll have it to you by next week." That was the last I heard from them, and that was a month ago. See, that's my fear. My fear is I don't want to rush into this and end up with a bigger problem, a.k.a. lawsuit or whatever. Um, you know, I, you know, it's, it's, it's just very frustrating. It, it is frustrating, and I share your frustration, Lloyd. I, I wish that I had a magic pill or a magic bullet that would say, you know, this is the person you call or that's the person you call, and they'll do it, and it's, it's going to be uh, a dreamy situation. The truth of the matter is right now we are in such a strange time when it comes to construction and building and uh, and and well, let's just face it, everything in life right now is kind of strange. Uh, I've never seen a time whenever it was more difficult to find help, more difficult to find good help that that's reliable. Um, I I could give you a half a dozen examples of of interviews that have not shown up or have shown up and then been offered the job and then not shown up for the job and i mean it's just it's insane what's going on right now and i don't know if everybody overnight became independently wealthy and just don't need the money or i don't know what's going on um but i can tell you that there is a lot of work especially in home improvement right now and deck deck builders have always been a little difficult to find I, i've always had a hard time finding good deck builders um and, to, and by the way 200 square feet is not a tiny deck that's a that's a relatively good so i mean it's not a huge deck but it's not oh. you know it's not a landing so right. uh you know there there there's got to be somebody out there that can do it you may have to wait a while now that's the that's the I've kicker i've been looking since february 
February. We're already wow. almost June. Yeah, and yeah. See, the problem is I give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, so they haven't called me, so I may wait, make, wait, wait a week and call again. They don't call. So that's time lost for me. And then when you get somebody that says they're going to get back to you, 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 you're thankful that they called you, you give them the courtesy, oh, well, another week or so to finish the job and call them back, and they don't even respond. The other problem is, um, first I was looking at um, um, treated wood, and then, no, first I was looking at um, composite, and then, you know, because of the, uh, the, the, the shipping shortage, stoppage, you know, that was like four to six months. Now I still want composite versus the treated. And even if I get the composite and order it, how do I know the person's going to be around when it comes when it gets gets here in order to be installed? Well, that's that's a whole nother story in and of itself, Lloyd. Hey, listen, you are voicing the frustration of of me and a whole lot of people, and unfortunately, I don't have an answer for it, other than let's uh, let's hope for the best and and be a little patient and and pray for uh, now you for just, improvement. You, you know? just you just said something there that might be uh, might help explain things. Um, are you ordering the materials and you're just looking for someone for the labor to build it? No. Oh, well, yes, but I'm looking for someone to walk with me through that process. Take the There's not going to be a contract. You're not going to find a contractor one today that is going to give up the profit on the materials to do just the labor. There's none of them that's that are going to do be, that. That's going to be a tough find. You, you, you want to find somebody that's going to do a turnkey for you. You want to okay, let them right. let them make their profit off of the materials because that with the labor shortages that we're having and the cost of labor, his only real profit is in the materials. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, oh. so I need to look for someone. Look, that's look, going yeah, you you want somebody that's going to do the job turnkey for you, and you'll have a much right. much better better uh, luck in finding somebody to do that. Okay. 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 Thank you, Lloyd. We appreciate you calling, man. Appreciate you being a part of the show this morning. Uh, Let's go to Jana. Jana, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Yeah, still locking up on me, Don. I don't know what's going on over here. Hey, Jana, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Can you hear me? Uh, Yes, ma'am. Sure can. Okay. Okay. I am stripping my floors in my kitchen and my bathroom down to the subfloor, and we'll put in new flooring of course my question is do i put the new flooring in before i move the bathroom fixtures and the appliances in or after i would say you want to put the floor down first and then protect the floor very well as you're moving in the appliances and the fixtures otherwise you'll be applying the new floor up to the sides of the appliances or fixtures okay and uh on the bathroom fixtures, fixtures go in first, or do I need to have the plumber out first? Because it's on a pier and beam house, and I'm uh, having to put new plumbing in as well. Absolutely plumber first. You want him to rough in and stub up the plumbing before you ever set the fixtures. Okay, and same thing with the appliances, electrical? Yes, ma'am, electrical, gas, whatever. Absolutely. Absolutely, yes, that comes before you uh, put the appliances in. Yes, ma'am. Okay, perfect. You've answered my questions. I appreciate it. Thank you. you. Thanks, Jenna. We appreciate you calling this morning. I uh, had a, uh, a listener email me uh, during the break and uh, on the subject of decks. Uh, 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 let's see. Uh, Jeanette says that they checked out a lot of deck companies, but JR's Custom Decks came out and did a fabulous job. 
on their 450-square-foot deck about three months ago. So they recommend, not my recommendation, I haven't used them, but if you do, please let me know, JR's Custom Decks. So if you're still listening, Lloyd, which I'm sure you are, give them a shot. Let's, okay. let's see what they can do okay. for you. And, and if they're good, let me know, because I, I would love to have a great deck company that I could recommend to people, because I, I just don't right now. Uh, let's get to Terry. Terry, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Oh, no, Terry. Let's go to Glenn. Glenn, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Do me a favor, Glenn. Turn that radio down in the background, and I'll get right back to you. Okay? Put somebody up for me, Don. This is this is messing with me this morning. I don't know what is going on. Tom. Tom, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. You see me pushing the button, yeah, man. It's, yeah. it's not working. Good Good morning. Can Good morning. You, you got me? I got hey. you. Well, this is a, a, a little difficult. Well, not for me. I mean, it, here's what I did. We've remodeled, and we um, added some piers and uh, deck uh, over some crepe myrtles that I cut down. And I'm noticing they're kind of coming up. Is are they going to die out? Because they're going to no. Be they are not. No. <laughs> Crape myrtle is one of the most resilient. Uh, oh man, <laughs> trees or plants you you're ever going to come with. No, they're not going to die out. No um, light. Even if we don't get light, you don't get. Anything. They're well, going to come you back. Can, you can see what's already happening. The the only way to to ensure that is to take them out to the roots and then probably put a little diesel on them. That's it. Well, Dad, you can't. You oh, can't you can't say, say that. that. Oh, you can't no. say that. That's right. We used to do that back in the day out at the ranch. There are some environmentally friendly. There are some env- environmentally friendly root <laughs> treatment systems yeah. to stop them from coming back. That's right. Okay. But crepe myrtle is resilient, my friend. It will grow in full shade as it's pushing itself towards the light. It'll actually chase the sunlight. Yeah. That's uh well that's us kind of worried. If Bob heard my diesel I'm just thinking to myself, if Bob heard my diesel comment, he's probably he'd throw something at you. He'd probably throw it right through the radio. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I didn't know if this was a Bob Webster question or a... It, it, no, it's definitely a Bob Webster question, but the answer is the same. It's, you might it, just call Bob back yeah. in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I, I just might. But I appreciate it. It's a, It does look like it's going to be... It could be a problem. It definitely could be a problem. And you, I did hear you tell the woman a couple calls before me. We're also... We haven't put our floor in yet. So you say do the whole floor first and then put in the cabinets and the um, appliances i would that's the way that i i prefer to do it now there are other contractors that they'll come in and do all the cabinets and everything and then finish up to them and then finish up to them but i like having yeah. it finished to the wall and then all the fixtures are sitting on top of the tile or on top of the yeah. flooring you've put in i just think that's a that's a, a cleaner finished look when would you finish the floor uh, well, for, uh, as soon as you do the floor, this is a wood. Floor. This is going to be a, a yellow oak. Yeah, as soon if, as if, you it's put a, on, uh, if it's a wood floor, I'm going to disagree with Jim on this one. Yes. I would, I would, I would put your your cabinets in first, and then finish up to them and trim to them. Right. Okay. If it's a floor oh, that okay. can be easily damaged, and but if you've already started in an area, get you some good heavy cardboard, cover the entire surface with the cardboard until you're finished with the work. The last thing you're going to do is put your finish on the floor. Yes. Okay. 
down because uh, it'll need to be uh, sanded and uh, of course we're just gonna we're not gonna stain we're just gonna put a nice uh, clear coat okay. on it. okay yes yeah, sounds so sounds it like it's going to be beautiful Tom thank you so much for calling this morning thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, Tom, just freed up a line for you, 210-599-5555. Let's go to Glenn. Glenn, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning, gentlemen. How are y'all doing? Outstanding. How can we help you this morning, Glenn? Well, actually, I'm, I'm not really calling in asking for help. I just got a couple of things I'd like to comment. Sure. Um, first thing is, I absolutely love listening to your show, and I... I I'd love to tell you I listen to it every Saturday, but I don't. But whenever I do, I enjoy listening to you all. I have called in before. Y'all have helped me out. But I also got a call and just tell you, Martin, what a wonderful job one of your salespeople did. His name is Arnold. Uh, He just closed the deal with us yesterday. And we're so looking forward to doing business with you all. And uh, I just wanted to recognize Arnold. He's a very fine young man and really enjoyed having him uh, around and, and uh, looking forward to enjoying the fruits of his labor as well as yours here well, whenever our, our windows come in and our windows and doors come in. Glenn, uh, I, I can't tell you how proud that makes me to have you call up and say that uh, about Arnold. Arnold is is a fine young man, and uh, he's our resident uh, jarhead. He is. He is. He's uh, <laughs> he proudly served in the Marines, and and just yeah. he's he's just a great guy. And uh, a little connection to KTSA. His dad uh, has been an AE at KTSA for twenty two, twenty three years, and uh, every time I see. Arnie Sr., I tell him what a fine young man he raised, and he did, and we're very, very blessed to have him on our team. Well, well um, yeah, it's no problem. And, and uh, he did tell me about tell me that about his dad. I thought that was pretty cool. But uh, I just wanted to, to just give give him some recognition. And, and, uh, and also, Martin, we were planning on getting uh, estimates with some other companies, and after we met with Arnold a week ago Friday, uh, we discussed it. And my, 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 the real decision maker of the family decided just to go with Window World because I wanted to go with you all from, from the beginning. I didn't want to talk to anyone else. And it worked out. And, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with Arnold. And, of course, your reputation because we researched a lot of other companies and, and uh even talked to some folks in the insurance business, and they all told us the same thing, that we could not go wrong with Window World. And so, again, uh, just thank you very much, and we're so looking forward to, to getting our uh, – new uh, windows well glenn thank you so much and and i will tell you arn uh listens to the show every saturday and he just texted me and and uh said thank you very very much and and that just that means a lot to him thank you very much glenn we appreciate look forward to serving you let's go to steve steve good morning welcome to the show good morning steve good morning i am uh gonna do some like uh crushed stone it's like a I think it's probably uh, three-eighths to a – it's not a half. It's probably more like three-eighths. But should I compact that when I put it down? Because I'm, I'm, it's going right 
kind of next to the pool, and I'm a, it's going to be my barbecue pit area. Okay, if it's going to be, I was going to ask you that, is it going to be more for landscaping, or is it going to be actually the base for something? If it's going to be the base for something, then yeah, you'll want to tamp it down and, and compact it a little bit. Actually, I'd probably go a little smaller than 3 i I'd go with crushed granite is what I would yeah, go with. Yeah, decomposed or crushed yeah. granite, whatever, however you want to call it, but... Because the the three eighths pebble, it, you can pack it, you can pack it, you can pack it, but like the legs of your barbecue or the legs of your chairs are still going to sink into it. Uh huh. If it's if it's like pea gravel, it's not what I would use. Yeah, the, the crushed granite is 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 kind of the wrong color. It's not going to you know really match anything that I uh, around the area of the pool. It's, it's that's why I was going to go with it. It's like a gray. Okay. So what you might want to do, what you might want to do, uh, Steve, is you you may want to take some uh, quickcrete mortar mix without the stones in it, just the mortar mix. Right. Sprinkle that over. uh, Once you've compacted a little bit, sprinkle that over it. Wet it in. Do it again. Wet it in. And and that will give you a little bit more cohesive uh, pad for your uh, for your barbecue pit, and then you're probably not going to want to move it around a whole lot, but that should work for you. Right, it's it's just going to stay there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. If you if you just take some of that that powdered mortar mix and broadcast it on top, yeah. wet it in, do that two or three times to get two or three layers of that mortar mix on there. It's not going to take away from the appearance of the rock. But it's just going to help hold the rocks together where maybe your chair legs won't sink into it so bad. Right. Uh, should, I, should, I, should I use a little bit of lime with that, too, or no? No, not necessary no. because it's all mixed in with the, with the mortar mix. It's a pre-mix. Yeah. Okay. And uh, uh, should I use one of those um, motorized compactors or just get one of those... Uh, you could, it, depending on how big the area is, you might want to just use one of the manual ones, just rent one of those. But uh, if it's a larger area, then yeah, I would I would use one of the uh, the motorized. Yeah, it's just like a uh, about a ten by fourteen. Yeah, like on that. a ten by fourteen, I'd use one of the motorized ones. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then also, you can check at the big box stores. I've got a friend just text in to me, and he said that there are products available to basically glue the rocks together. That's what they're designed for. Okay, okay, I'll 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 check into that. There you go. All right, man. Thanks for calling, Steve. Appreciate you. All right, have a great weekend. Uh, Let's see here. We're going to get to Lisa and Lisa. We're going to get as much in here as we can, but we've got about a minute. How can we help you this morning? Just a quick question: Can you pressure wash wash hardy plank? No, ma'am. Absolutely not. Yeah, you definitely do not want to. Pressure wash hardy plank. Uh, number number one, it will it will damage it. Number two, it will avoid the warranty. Uh, and uh, number three, hardy plank is a sponge. It'll suck that water right up. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you breach the if if you breach the paint, it will absorb like a sponge, as Jim said. How do you clean it if you've got some, a garden ho- a garden hose with a spray handle on it? That's the most pressure you want to put on it. Wet, wet, and forget. If it's mildew or or something like that, wet and forget is another way that you can do it. It's a it's a spray on that comes in a bottle. You hook it up to the end of your garden hose. You spray it on, leave it alone, and it and it takes care of it. Uh, but you definitely do not ever want to pressure wash hardy plank in any way. Uh, and what's the name of that product again? And will it damage the roof? Uh, it will not damage the roof, no, ma'am. Uh, wet and forget. It's made specifically for spraying on and cleaning, just like that. Okay. 
Thank you very much. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks, Lisa. We appreciate it. Uh, phone lines are open. We've got one line available right now, 210-599-5555. And uh, I've got a couple that have been hanging on through the break and for a long time. So, Steve, hang on. You're coming up. Terry, you're also coming up. And Raul, you are up next on the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, I love that Yacht Rock. And uh, I was introduced to the Eagles when I moved to Texas, so you guys are hitting all cylinders now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, wait, wait. You said you were introduced to the Eagles when you moved to Texas. Did yeah. you live in the frozen what, what, tundra yeah, prior what, to that? What, what country, planet no, no. did you live on? So it's just a different set of friends, you know? Wow. Uh, cool. Up wow. in Chicago, and uh, we, live, we listen to uh, Led Zeppelin and... Uh, um kiss <laughs> you know, you know uh, i th- i think it also is a function of age a little bit uh i've, I've been a i i got into the eagles very early probably earlier than most people who are of my age because i started listening to the eagles whenever i was i guess 13 and uh and whenever i started playing drums i i actually learned how to play drums to listening to the eagles live over and over and over again and that's, I mean, that's was my introduction to the Eagles. But most people, I think, I think a lot of people, especially younger people in that at that time that were listening to Zeppelin and to some of those other bands that you mentioned, which I also happen to love, Aerosmith, Cheap Trick, you name it. Um, yep, yep. Those bands were a little harder than the Eagles were, or at least perceived that way. I think when Joe Walsh got into the Eagles, it, it, it changed the perception a little bit, and rightly so, because the guy still does Funk 49 and Rocky Mountain Way and all that good stuff but um but yeah yeah i get it but i'm glad you found them but when you were 13 though martin i didn't realize the eagles were out yet wasn't that about the time that the studebaker was? <laughs> that's very funny uh, I, I i i am not that old i make jokes and, and we're about the same that. age i make buddy. jokes about that martin and i are only three months apart yeah. guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah right. that's that glad glad to hear that you found them and and uh yeah and yacht rock is uh i've the older I get, the more I, en- I enjoy the mellower side of rock a little bit. <laughs> you know, there, there's a podcast called Hit Parade that just breaks it down, where that term came from, who were the main people that brought it out, and all that kind of stuff. You know, check it out. It's really, really interesting. Oh, cool. I will. If you love music history. Yeah. I'll certainly do that, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, so let me ask you my question here. Okay. Um, I've got a 3,400-square-foot house, two-story. Um, the, the bottom story has like a five ton Bryant, uh, 16 seer AC and it's working fine. The top one has a smaller unit. I don't know what the size it is. Uh, it's older. It's probably like 20 years old. It's working fine. Uh, but I'm probably gonna replace it soon. Cause every year I do something to it. <laughs> um, but, uh, well, there's one room, one of the kids rooms that's facing Southeast and it, I just can't get it to cool off. And I've uh, there's like a tree in front of there, and there's a <laughs> we have the the shades. And uh, the one thing I can tell you is that the uh, duct that goes to that room is actually has a main duct that's going into a cube, and then it splits out into like five or four, maybe four other ducts to service the other three rooms uh, or hallway actually. Um, is that a bad design or if not, um, what should I look for when I get this, when I re- eventually replace this thing? They did, um, they did the, the tri boxes or the split boxes 
um, by design for many years, and the industry found out that yes, it's not a good design. It's uh, it doesn't flow the air correctly. It doesn't flow the air right. Um, the duct that is lined up, the squarest, uh, the 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 one that is the the closest to the uh, directly in line with the main duct that comes into that box is going to rob most of the air. Um, there's two ways to fix it. You can either have it reducted, or um, you can have a company come in and do a balance on it, and they can install what's called balancing dampers in those ducts so that they can close some of the ducts so they're not receiving quite as much air to push more air to that bedroom. I see. I see. But the best hmm. thing, the, the, the whole thing about it is a, uh, a reputable AC company, have them come in and do an air balance. And they're going to tell you what they have to do to be able to balance the air. It may come down that they need to replace that box. Um, for years, that was what home builders used. Most of your reputable AC companies would come in and replace it within a few years. But they called that a flex spider. And it, it, it it's not a great design. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, the other thing I noticed is that that one duck... It has to do a major U-turn because it's facing the opposite direction of those. And there you go. That's so, causing that's causing, causing more restriction pressure. and pressure. It's causing more pressure there, so the air is going to take the la- the path of least resistance. So most of the air is going to go to the ducts that are more, that are straighter. Right, right. Well, well, actually, I mean, coming right out of the the AC, you know, the, the um, that's where it does the U-turn and has to go back. Okay. Um, yeah. So then it's pointing to again, again, like four rooms. But it's just this one room that's actually giving me a problem. That's the only one. Yeah, the best thing to do is to have them, they can come down, um, come off of that uh, that diverter box that they're using to break it down into the three or four rooms, and they can put balancing dampers in those ducts. I see. Okay. All and, right. And the fact that it's facing southeast, does that make a difference? Is mm. that actually better or worse? Or? That's actually better. That room should be easier to cool than one that was facing southwest. That uh, room should be easier to cool. Yes, the southeast. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, great. Thank you so much for the, for for your help. Raul, thanks for calling this morning and enjoyed the uh, home improvement and the music conversation. Thanks a lot. Uh, let's get to Terry. Terry, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Well, second time's the charm. Hi, Terry. I got hung up on. Hey, listen. Um, several questions. I have a, a concrete patio that's broken in four places. It is. Um, hasn't moved forward from the house. It hasn't moved north. It's on the north side. Could I put a deck over it? Uh, because they want $6,000 to come in, remove the concrete, and pour it. And I don't have that kind of money. But I would like to turn it into eventually a covered, screened-in porch. Okay. Hmm. You can put a deck over it, but I'm going to tell you right now the deck is going to be as expensive as redoing that slab. I know the price of wood. Mm-hmm. It's just outrageous. Okay. And, and if you're eventually going to turn that into a screened-in porch, um, even if you put I a deck... I want it to be a Texas porch, not a fancy, you know, not going right. to do anything. I already, and yes, go ahead. But if you put a deck over that, you're either going to have to core through the concrete to set your pilings for the deck, or you're going to have to set your pilings on the broken concrete deck. Either way, uh-huh. that new deck is going to move just as much as the the concrete uh, will move concrete may not have moved much at this point but if it's broken in three places it's going to begin to move 
Oh, well, it's it's been there. I bought the house in 2010 with a cracked deck, so I don't know when they put it in. Hmm. But okay. it's, it hasn't moved forward. I know it's moved slightly. The cracks have gotten slightly wider. But Have you looked um, into, uh, here's some. Here's a thought, have you looked into the, uh, the poly level uh, system that Baird Foundation Repair does? No, what is that? It's it's a and they inject a expanding foam underneath the concrete and it lifts it up and it closes the gaps if you have offsets and you have big cracks and things of that nature. And then you might want to explore just doing an overlay after you get that done to give you a nice new a finish. Concrete? Yes, ma'am. An overlay? Okay. All right, I'll check it out with them and what's it called again? It's called Poly Level and Baird Foundation Poly Repair does level. that. Okay. Next question. Thank you. Sure. Um, does watering your foundation keep cracks from getting bigger on your brick and around your house? And is it three foot out from your foundation, or is that your foundation line that you water? No, you you want to definitely, if you're going to be watering, you, you don't really soak it, per se. You don't water it like you're watering a, a garden bed or right, something like that. It's a soaker. But a yeah, soaker so hose, and you definitely out. want that to be at least three to four feet away from the house. You don't want it to lay right against the foundation. Okay, because when I moved to the house, they had them right at the edge of the house. I did not put any water in them because I didn't think that was correct. But the house has shifted dramatically in the last ten years that I've had it. Plus, the brick is actually cracking, which is kind of frightening. Well, if you then it um, sounds like you might need to get buried out there to look at several things on your home because you don't want to let well, that go. Right, but the problem is my neighbors had it done twice at their house right next door to me, and it just went back to the way it was before. I don't know if things have changed. They had the house since 1970, and they just moved. So. Yeah. Well, uh, technology it, has um, changed. Technology has changed tremendously, and even today there are different companies that use different technology, and if you use the wrong technology even today, it's not going to last. Right. I know. When I looked into it years ago for my other little house, they said, "Do you know we have no guarantee whatsoever on our on our work?" Oh no, they don't have even. They don't even. No, have, this is from Oshams. What, Anybody who's Oshams? reputable is going to have some type of a warranty on their work, and and you want a company that's been around long enough, and not that they haven't the aforementioned, but it surprises me that they wouldn't have any kind of a warranty. That almost makes me think well, that there's something else going on with your soil or with the location of your house that's telling them they can't mm, warrant it. Maybe. So maybe so. Don't know, don't know. But okay, is there? Um, I this is the main question today. I have a forty-foot seamless gutter, and I at the at two points um, where it is, it is rotted. I'm going to have to remove the gutters to get to the fascia to replace the rotted corners of these of this you know forty-foot and four-foot gutter okay. point. Is it possible to safely remove the gutters? and reuse them, maybe cut them for a shorter area someplace else if I remove those seamless gutters? I would can, not... Can you carefully remove seamless gutters? Is question. You can, yes. You can, depending on the age that they're, that they're in and, and the condition that they're in. Yes, they can be removed and replaced. You just have to be very careful. Um, you have to make sure that you take care, especially in the joining points if they're seamless gutters. And uh, and especially be careful up on a ladder if you're doing that yourself. That's that's oh, kind of no, dangerous no, work, no. Terry. You can't do it yourself. Yeah, it's too, it's too dangerous. But the point is, if I have some helpers and we carefully take it down, I'm going to be taking the gutters off anyway. But I have a, a, a situation on the back porch there where I was just talking about. It's it has 
and it, they're not seamless, but this one piece, if I take it off from the front of the house, would work perfectly. I'll be cutting oh, it anyway, so I'm not worried about the edges of it. I yeah. can them to be shorter. Yeah, there's no reason that... You can that... take them out, unscrew them, and then just carefully not have them bend as you take them off. That's, That's correct. Anything. That's correct, Terry. Okay. Hey, Terry, I'm so sorry. We are so past a break right now. i got to take, but thank you for calling this morning. Thanks for being a part of the show, okay? Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, let's get back to the phone lines, 210-599-5555. Steve, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning. Um, I've got a problem that I don't have any idea what to do about. But uh, what it is is uh, the way our house was built, it's about a two-year-old house. Uh, the way it was built, uh, the washer and dryer are like in the middle of the house, and there's a... Uh, uh, the uh, dryer vent goes all the way from where the dryer is, of course, to the to the uh, outside of the house, and it's about a 40, 45-foot run. And, of course, where it comes out of the house, it, it, it goes up to a 45-degree, and there's a little flap there where the, the air comes out. And until about five or six days ago, it was, coming, it was working fairly good and everything, but we noticed that uh, the flap started bouncing, and my wife was out in the yard yesterday or the day before, and she said, it sounds like there's water in there. And I looked, and sure enough, there was water in there. We, I reached in there with a, a sponge and some rags and stuff. We were able to you know, get most of the water out. And then I looked again this morning, and there's there's more water there. I have no idea where that water's coming from. I looked at my where my washer is. I don't see any any dampness there. And I don't see any you know, where, where the water has, has drained, you know, come over the, um, the overflow and where the washer is. And so um, I'm scratching my head is this water is this water at the where it comes out of the house or at the back of the dryer it's the, the water is is at the at the at the at where we're seeing the water at the uh the, where the where the air exit the uh the exits the uh yes the, sir uh, do you pipe that runs from the dryer to the outside of the do house. you have a sprinkler system uh, we do, but I, I, I didn't turn the sprinkler on last night, so I don't know where the water came okay. from overnight. Okay, so but where you're seeing the water is where the dryer vent exits the house, not at the back of the dryer. Yes, yes, sir. Okay, that could very possibly be with the high humidity that we've had. Could very possibly be just a buildup of condensation in that dryer vent. Okay. Uh, um, because and, and it's likely nothing to be worried about. Now, does this dryer vent? Go down, go through the slab, and then come out of the house. Does it? Does it go up and go across the attic? It goes through the slab. Then it could very well be condensation, mm-hmm. or it could be a, a water leak under the slab that's presenting itself at the dryer vent. The best thing I think you can do is call out um, a dryer vent company because they'll run a camera down through there and expect and inspect it and make sure that there's no water infiltrating from somewhere around it. Okay. But it sounds like that. I mean, that would be the first step I would do. Would be a camera inspection. Okay. Well, the other the other issue I've got too is the way the house was was designed, and I think this is common on some other houses I've seen. Is there's not very much room between the wall and the back of the dryer, and that that um, aluminum hose or that flex flex hose and stuff is is there's almost no space. Would there be any benefit to to maybe putting a two by four under there and moving that dryer forward if I can just uh maybe six inches or so or would that, think that would if you've got or, the room to bring it out so it doesn't try to kink up that aluminum flex hose yeah there's definitely advantages to that it's going to give you a much better airflow okay you're also going to find that All your right. clothes are drying way faster. faster yeah okay 
All right. Well, I appreciate your help. And uh, the uh, music guy y'all have, you can tell them to put on some polka music. I appreciate that. Po- uh, polka music. Okay. All righty. <laughs> that's, that's a different different subject for a different day. But thanks for calling, Steve. We appreciate right, you, man. Uh, let's get to Anita. Anita, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Uh, I almost have a situation like Terry. Okay. So my... We've been living in this neighborhood since uh, Daddy purchased this home in 1955. Um, he made an apartment behind the original home, oh, I'd say when I was about maybe seven years old. So the apartment is still working very – he's always maintained the house, so we're okay. The only problem I'm having with the apartment is because, you know, the ground has settled. It's been here forever. Um we live somewhat in a downhill, so I have all this water coming from uphill, downhill. I already set up the drain system around wherever I could, which is working, and I've made it go out to the front you know, street. The problem is with the apartment is I have a corner bedroom. One of the back walls faces north, and the other wall, back wall, faces west. So with the cement and all the soil kind of going downhill, I have all that, you know, there's a big slope of downhill where there is no soil. I have a crack in the cement where daddy has always done cosmetic work in that bedroom. Well, again, you know, five years later, because he's always done the cosmetic work rather than the cement foundation part of it. uh, I have a crack in the ceiling, which is okay. That can be fixed. The problem is, is the cement that I'm concerned about. So because it has settled already, the crack, would I come in and try to repair the inside part of it, you know, lift up that flooring because it's, it's not... Well, you know, I, I think that I, I think I'm getting it's 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 taken us a while to get there, but I think I've gotten to your, your question. And the question is, should you continue to do cosmetic uh, repairs or should you uh, address the, the cause? So it's it's a uh, it's it's addressing the symptom versus addressing the disease and the answer is you really and truly need to get a foundation company to assess the problem itself fix that and then do the cosmetic fixes because doing your fix inside the house is not going to fix anything other than cosmetically for a short term and we see what what that's done you know up to this point right right? that i do know sir my other question is just like Terry, can't really afford that big old bill with the foundation people, but in case I need to, well, that's the bottom line. If I enforce that back area, because all the topsoil has gone down about a good eight inches, almost a foot, if I reimburse, make myself a little cement barrier there at that corner and reinforce it with caliche and everything else that I can, would that help somewhat the, the foundation from shifting more? It might help, it may, but if that's not packed in there properly and it's not attached and and, and drilled properly into the ground, it's going to move just right. as much as the new slab will, or as the existing slab does. It, in other okay. words, it's going to move with the, the, the concrete. You're not, you're not stopping the movement of the concrete, you're just adding something else that's going to move with it. Yeah, so you don't think that even me doing that part of it, because we were planning, my brother and I were thinking about maybe going about eight inches down with rebar, and of course making that cement barrier there at that, it would be well, like, Anita, like a would it help? Would it help somewhat? The answer is yes, it could short term, but again, you're addressing 
you're addressing the symptom, you're not curing the issue. And and as long as you're okay with just doing temporary patches and temporary fixes, uh, you know, uh, as long as you can afford that, then then that is is probably what you're going to end up doing. But the proper way, if you're asking us what the proper way to address it would be, that would be to find what the issue is, address that, and then do the cosmetic work. Does that make sense? Okay. But, yes, sir, it does. But okay. I have put many Band-Aids on things over my life, too. It's, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you if can that's, do, that's hey, what listen, you can do. Hey, listen, a budget is a budget, Anita, and we, un- we understand that. So what, whatever right. you need to do, every little bit's going to help a little bit, but it's not going to cure the problem. Okay. Okay. That's no problem. Just uh, wanted to know. All right, yeah. Anita. Thank you, guys thank you very much. Thank you so much. We appreciate you calling this morning. Let's get to Frank. Frank, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, How good morning. I have a question that's concerning bricks, uh, brick house. I have a one-story brick house. Nah, it's not really brick house. The fascia, the front, front of it is about half brick around the garage, around the, the uh, bedroom windows. Okay. And I, we're considering painting versus staining, for one thing. Do you just not like the color of it? Well, it's... It's 1970 built. We'd like to change the color of it. Yeah. Okay. What color is it now? It's oh, it's got a white, powdery. Okay, so then, so then, I would definitely strongly recommend staining over painting. Um, because okay. if you stain over a period of years, the stain's going to begin to fade. Yes, that's going to happen. If you paint it over a period of years, the paint's going to begin to slough off. For longevity term and maintenance, future maintenance term are are, uh, concerns, I would definitely recommend staining the brick over painting it. Okay. There's a question. Uh, Like I said, it has kind of a white powdery coating over all the brick. It's not the normal clay color that's behind it. Okay. So it's a glazed brick. If it's a glazed brick, you will not be able to stain it. No. That will be impossible. If it's got a glaze on it, you, you cannot stain it. Cannot stain it. And then once you paint it, again, now that glazing... You're going to be painting for the rest of your time in the house. Yes, you're going to be painting every few years for the rest of the time because the paint is not going to adhere well to a glazed brick. Okay. Now, another option is... Something that you might consider is putting another uh, thinner facade over that brick. We can come in and put our Brickstone product right on top of that brick. And we can cut it, sculpt it, and stain it into any brick, rock, or stone look that you can imagine. Yeah. And you're saying this, this white powdery coating on the brick is actually a glazing? It sounds, like, it sounds like it's got some kind of a finish or a glaze on it. And if it does, it won't accept the stain, unfortunately. You can still paint it, but it, it's not going to accept the, the, uh, the stain like you would want it to. Okay, the reason I'm asking that is because of the lower two feet of it. Obviously, when we don't have uh, gutters, so the water drains off over the roof, and it has stained the facing of that particular area. Well, if you have a lot of rust in your water, that will stain anything. This is gutter splatter. But but gu- but even gutter splatter, if there's it, if there's it, a lot of iron, there's a lot of iron, iron in the high water. iron content or high iron content in the soil causing that splashing yeah. up. But the best thing to do with that is to try to um, – now, brick or stone is the one thing on the exterior of the home that you can gently pressure wash. 
okay? And you might try a gentle pressure wash in a little obscure area to see if those stains will come out or how deep those stains are embedded. Yeah, I've, I've tried some pressure washing on it. It didn't seem to have much of an effect on it at all. So then you may not have a glazed product. It's possible. It's possible yeah. it's not glazed. Okay. I don't know how How would I ask Well, you. how you would what, tell if it's glazed well, here's, or not. Here's the way I would do it. I would find a little uh, unobtrusive area of the of the brick where it's behind some bushes or someplace you wouldn't wouldn't notice it if you if if it didn't work out right, and I would stain a small area and see how it takes the stain. That that's going to be the easiest way. Another way to tell though if it's got a good glaze on it or if it's got a glazing on it is take you a pump up garden sprayer or a spray bottle, wet the brick. If it absorbs the water, there's no there's no glaze. There's no glaze. If the water sheets off of it, or, or you know begins to to to, to uh, bubble up and roll down in any way, shape, or form, there's a glaze on it. That's right. Yeah, I don't believe that's a glaze then, because I think I've wet the brick before. Yeah, if you wet it and it and, sucks and the water and in, if it's powdery in finish, it doesn't sound like it sounds like it it was a it was a finished color that was put onto the brick, but not a glaze. Right. Yeah. It could have very easily been that that brick was stained in the past, that that white yeah. is a stain. Yeah, it looks like it's part of the brick. It's yeah. pretty pretty permanent, I guess. Well, the best way would be just to test a small area. Just test a small area, Frank, and, and you'll know pretty quickly whether it's going to take the stain or not. And if it does, then you, know, then you can kind of go from there. But also keep in mind that anywhere that that white is splashed in, uh, and the clay color, and then anywhere that the clay color, it doesn't matter what stain you use, it's going to show up as two different colors. Even the stain is going to show up as two different colors. That was another question I had. Uh, yep. The other thing, if I did elect to stain this brick, do I need to wet the brick so that it enhances the soaking of the stain? No, no, not if you're uh, not if you're using the stain in, in the way that you should, which is as a liquid. Uh, you want to use liquid staining. You'll probably want to use some bonding agent with it so it does adhere to the brick. Um, but it's going to be an experiment for sure because staining brick is is not an exact science and it's not going to be a a one uniform color. So just you know, experiment in in inconspicuous areas that are not going to be trouble if you don't get the result that you want and then go from there. Okay, Frank. Is there any particular brand of stain? There's not. There's there's all kind, of, but it's just concrete stain. What you're going to be looking for is concrete stain. Okay. Okay. I, I appreciate all that information. Uh, we got time to get to a couple more before we get out of here this morning, Michael. Hang on, you're coming right up. But Richard, you're up next on the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Yes, two part question. I have a house that was built in 2010, and the bathroom and kitchen are tile, and I've noticed a couple of hairline cracks in the tile and to my knowledge nothing has been dropped on that so the first part of the question is my look my second part is that repairable versus replaceable uh repairable no um replaceable as as far as piece by piece yes you don't have to replace the entire floor you can replace each individual piece if you got the right tile guy okay because i Picked up some videos and I see people putting like acrylic paint and trying to match it and stuff like that. Do you advise against that? I, I highly advise against that, and unless you just want it to look terrible and, and it's going to come off. Yeah, it will it's going to come off. Uh, refinishing, and you'll never. It's not just trying to match the color; it's trying to match however old that tile is, that many years worth of wear. Okay, and as far as the cause, what do you suspect? 
Oh, that's a tough one because it, if it's it, if it's just spider cracking in the tiles and you're not seeing it in huge areas, um, I'm going to say it's normal masonry movement. Um, they, 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 their underlayment or the uh, mastic that they use to glue the tile down with, um, there could have been an imperfection in it. Well, um, here's a good example. Okay, I, in my house, I have about 60 tiles that have cracks in them. I have mm-hmm. travertine in my home. About 60 tiles. Mm-hmm. I've had a leak test done on my house. No problem. Had a foundation repair company come out, do tests. No problem. I don't know why it's happening, but it's not a foundation issue. I think that it may be. See, a foundation, a slab, is going to develop hairline cracks, period, in the sentence. You're never going to stop it. Yep. And I think what's happening in some of these is they glued the tile down too tight. They used too hard of a mastic because normally that mastic has got a slight elastic capability to it where there's slight it's possible yeah it's possible i mean i don't the the short answer though is that it's probably not a major issue other than cosmetic and it should be relatively easy to replace if you can find the tile to match it the only thing that i would say about the only thing i would say about repairing it is that if the edges get sharp enough to cut a barefoot toe then you want to take and sand them down yeah hey listen we're up against the time wall michael thanks so much for calling this more let's get one more in here uh sorry richard let's get michael in here before we go michael we got about one minute bud oh shoot i just i needed to ask a question uh when they installed my door they cut a wire for the doorbell okay and it's going toward uh the opposite side where uh the electricity is i just wonder you know you do you think that that line goes through there to run the rest of electricity out of the house? No, no. Uh, doorbell wire and and uh, electrical service two very different things. And you can put a wireless contact on there and tie it into your alarm system without any problem. Okay, because I was trying to have a ring doorbell and wanted to go ahead and yeah. connect the, the direct power to it. No and problem I whatsoever. The power went through under the door. No, sir. Uh, and when they change the door out, I'm like, oh, wow, the power goes right to it. I can just run that line back up and plug it in. Nope, that's it. No. Hey, listen, sorry, got to get out of here. Up against the time wall, we got Louis Siriani and the KTSA Automotive Show coming up. Uh, if you want to reach me, it's mbomba at windowworldtx.com. I would be Jay Smith at windowworldtx.com. And uh, we will see you next week, same time, same place, right here on the KTSA Home Improvement Show.